0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today we're discussing one day a week resistance training. We're going to kind of re- uh, revisit this, put a finer point on it. There's a lot of doubters out there. Uh, you know, uh, the volume trainers are, are probably thinking you guys are out of your minds. And uh, yeah. even even the minimalists uh, probably think you're crazy. So... In a time where we're bombarded <coughs> with Excuse with me. opinions from so-called experts and gimmicks from many of the equipment manufacturers, what do you say to people out there that doubt your methods? I mean, how do you convince them that one day a week training can yield fantastic results? Or do you guys even care what anybody says? Probably not, right?
1: Oh, now address that, Jimmy. Yes, that's all yours. Thank you. Uh, we don't care. You know, it's just w- it's just what we do, and it's our empirical experience. Uh, yep. uh, hardcore powerlifters determine what in the sixties. You know, in, it, up until the 1960s, the you know, and like, hey, we, we've gone over this ground before in this podcast, but I think it's important. Sure. Everyone was under the impression that you had to train three times a week. You had to train your muscle three times a week or otherwise it would degrade, degenerate, go backwards. Yes. Well, when powerlifting came in in 1965, <clears throat> these guys were looking to, you know, maximize squat, bench, deadlift, and they are like, oh, we can't. We can't do this three times a week. We can't squat, bench, and deadlift three times a week and make any gains. No, especially when you get past a certain strength point. Well yes, but but we're talking the elite guys. These right. are these right. are these are guys that are going for the national championships.
2: Well, you know, um, Stan Efferding who's a pretty big name now and, and uh he's got the vertical diet, he's got he's a pro bodybuilder, but also powerlifters and he's, I think, in two months, when he did his last meet, he ended up deadlifting uh, eight hundred. He deadlifted twice.
1: Yeah, and yeah. he squatted
2: once every ten days.
1: Right, right, uh, right.
2: You know, so it can definitely be done.
1: I but I, I but, think but, I... But, but he's handling nine hundred right. and eight hundred. Right. right, right. We can cut that down when yeah. you're handling two fifty and 150
2: right? right well i think what if, it, if maybe people don't understand is that marty's not saying this is the only way to no,
1: no, no, no.
2: read what you know like this last article that jp's getting ready to put up you know you're on wall street you're doing this you got four client dinners and lunches that week you got yep. this and that i have sunday from nine to twelve yep that's perfect you know, you know, I
1: Jim. I don't need nine to twelve. Give me nine to eleven. Nine to eleven. There you
0: go. <laughs> you know, Jim. You ma- you you mentioned not having time, and, and in the next article that we're putting up from uh, from Marty, uh, it's called the uh, subtleties of once a week resistance training. He makes a point to mention Dave Jacoby in there, and Dave Jacoby was a long distance truck driver and could only. Uh, lift once a week and i mean this guy was i mean what were some of uh dave's titles marty i mean what were okay, some of some of his lifts too
1: he was a power lifting terminator uh, he uh dave dave never was beaten i mean i mean he had the best of the best at 242 try to take him down i'm talking willie bell uh thor Kritzky uh, Kirk Kowalski, uh, who else? Uh, you know, I mean, it was uh, uh, Joe Ladinier. Everyone everyone tried to beat David two two 242, and he was six times in a row world champion.
0: Yeah. And he was and a monster physique-wise, too. He had oh, a great physique. Yes, yes he uh, had like a
1: 32-inch waist. Jimmy, if you'd seen this guy, you'd like to go up to him. You could put your hands around his waist and almost touch your fingers, you know?
2: Yeah, I yeah. picture your- it. Wait till you see that picture in the article that you put up man it's he's you know he missed that eight sixty five but man it's he's looking good, you know he's a big dude man and,
1: and balanced very very balanced uh, you good, know good, good squat, good bench, good dead, you know that's where he got him. everyone else was not balanced you, but, you use you know when we talk about the elite
2: and then we talk about you know guys two fifty three fifteen when we did our seminar last weekend, Tim is one of my online clients. He's a long distance trucker. Sent me a picture from mm-hmm. Montana at the Gold's Gym. He's, uh, he does. I have him squat, bench, deadlift, yes. and overhead press.
1: And go get a steak dinner.
2: And And then he does a little thing in the it, in the parking lot with a forty five pound dumbbell. You know, a quick workout the yeah. second day,
0: and that's it. How, how long does all that take him, though? So. Which part the just I would n- think not, not more than not, two hours for the whole thing. Okay, oh, so, no. and, so two hours, and, one and, day and you're again,
1: done. It, it, uh, I put, uh, when we train, we train a, a garage full of guys. We train so many guys on Sunday that we set up two platforms. And this is a small-ass room. Excuse me, small room. Uh, you can say ass. No, I don't know. I think that's a okay, Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, I think you line can line say there. that, Marty. Go
0: ahead. Uh, well,
1: thank you. Uh, so we push through, we could push through... 15 guys in two hours we'd break that out into you know seven guys in one platform eight or another and you know squat bench dead push through boom 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 uh but these are uh, relatively strong guys if if you're a beginner or an intermediate and you're working up to i don't know what a 200 pound deadlift uh hundred and fifty pound squat hundred and you know quarter pound bench press you know you can get through this stuff in thirty minutes mm-hmm. yeah. think of that think of that your strength training for the week in thirty minutes and make consistent gains for ten to twelve weeks in a row
0: now now wait a minute wow on on that wow on that, on that point because I asked you a couple of uh, podcasts ago okay, do these guys plateau, you know, what happens with this one-day-a-week thing? And you go, you know what? They're making consistent gains. They haven't stopped yet.
2: You know, and, and there's there's things to do when you plateau. You reset, you go, you know, it's... it's
1: Well, and again, and this is just one, what do we call it, Jim, one arrow in the quiver. Quiver, that's right, yeah. So, so you, like, we have, this is a, this is a, uh, I think one-day-a-week training deserves a seat at the table. Right. Right. But it but doesn't you, work.
0: But you're still doing, even though they're doing one day a week now, just like Jim said, you have to change it, what, every 12 weeks, right? You shift the program around.
2: No, I wouldn't say that. What I would say was you can do a reset as far as your weights. So let's say you finish with, you know, 315 for three uh, as your top set. And then, you know, but before your first, you know, when you started, it was 225. Now, <laughs> yeah. let's start this at 250. Nice. Let's start this cycle at 250 you know and start over again
1: or 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 go to something totally completely different jim Jim, how about this what if you shift from doing that uber minimalistic one day a week training to bam it's on with like some sort of a, a a volume program like you would write up oh my god could you imagine the body shock You're still talking about doing one day a week or no? No, 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 no. I'm saying do a good Um, 10 to 12 week cycle one day a week, right? Yeah. You know, periodize on up, get strong as hell. And then that's when it's course you've done that. What to shift to? Oh, here's an idea. Why don't we turn you over to steel Yeah, you're. La- you know, I like that. You're laughing a little bit, right? And keep their progress going. They would be perfect for you. They'd be strong as hell, and and their bodies would be completely susceptible to the uh, broader menu that you would subject them to.
0: But keep it at one day a week.
1: No, let's now
0: no. Let, let, so you've done orders. that.
1: No, okay. we've done that. That was great, right? Now we put it back in the shelf. Now we put it back in the rack, like a clean shirt, whatever. Great. Great meal, right? Right. Now, how do we shock the body out of that complacency? We don't want to get it used to one day a week, nor do we want to get it used to five days a week.
0: Well, I mean, that's the key to progress when you're in distance train, right? You you have to shock the body, confuse it.
1: Contrast. You could do that for six
2: weeks and then go back. Oh,
0: now you're talking, right?
2: Yeah,
1: just as a almost like a palate cleanser.
2: You know yeah. what I was thinking? I was adding up how long I trained during the week and I trained five days and it's probably just a little over two hours with everything, I do. <laughs> you know, you're like yeah,
1: about- but you're a time compressed professional.
2: Oh, man, yeah. my, I just. I did all my chest stuff today. It was like 12 minutes, 15 uh-huh.
1: steps. Uh-huh. Walk us through <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, what'd you do? Walk us through that. Well, I minutes. got this
2: new thing I do where I say, well, usually I do like a five set of 12, and now I pick oh, a weight. Okay.
1: I I said, uh, what, would, what would the exercise be? The first thing was
2: seated cable flies.
1: Seated? Seated cable. Uh, you set up an incline bench? How do you do that?
2: They have. they have. My gym is great. They use, it's a cable machine just for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, so like, uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's a so, free motion, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah. Nice. I pick a weight
2: that I can get around twenty on the first set. And 20. So twenty. reps. It's pretty close to failure.
1: When you're using your like continual uh, tension, tension, and even Stephen, uh, you know, concentric, eccentric. Is it or is it? A, a explosive? How, I do it all.
2: So even during the set. I'll do some reps really slow, some reps really fast. Yeah. I'll and hold some reps.
1: Maybe speed up at the end.
2: Exactly. And, oh, then, wow. and then so I'll say, since I usually do 5 sets of 12, I'll say, no, today you just have to do 60 reps for this exercise. So I'll get 20 reps on that first one. I'll wait about 30 seconds, probably get 15 or 14 on the with second the, one. With the same Going weight? Like with
1: that. the same weight?
2: Same weight, same oh. weight. And, yeah, i'm not allowed to go down hey if you're not strong enough you know to get at least 10 on this you're going to get five you, then the set's going to take longer you know what i
1: mean oh, so
2: yeah.
1: uh, once i get I to, one
2: once i get to 60 i move on to the next exercise <laughs> god man.
1: and then how many exercises
2: three three exercises
1: uh straight sets no superset, and just we were I this. Set, yeah you know, so
2: i did cable flies then i, I did uh bench press machine
1: which is, is seated also Oh, you've pre-fatigued you've pr- pre-fatigued right. your pecs pre-exhausted that's right oh, this fatigued. is pre this is pure mike mentor yeah that's right except a
2: little higher reps than he would use yes and, and uh because i just came off of doing um three or four weeks of sixes where i just did sets of six heavy as mm-hmm. i could so now i'm i'm cycling back oh uh,
1: also you know you know how do you know how mike ended his bodybuilding career it
0: flies right
1: yeah, he uh, incline a super heavy set of incline flies, and I forget if it was the left one or the right one got away from him.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and just ripped the shit out of. Oh, excuse That's me, ripped, it, ripped the ass out of that one shoulder, ah. and that was it. And he was so bad. I, well, this would have been what the eighties, I guess. Yeah, eighties maybe. I can't remember when. Eighty was was his last Olympia. Yeah, and uh, that was it for him. And and it was just uh, and and the incline flies. They were really like kind of partial benches anyway. Yeah, you know, way too heavy. You know. Anyway, we don't want to get sidetracked. But
2: anyway, so then I finished up with dips. I said I got to get sixty dips. You know, Sixty tric- dips. Yeah, my triceps are pretty tired there. I did twenty or uh, fifteen. What's your,
1: what kind of sets you? Yeah, okay, go ahead. I did
2: three sets of fifteen. The last set I went to twenty, and then did a bunch of partial. What's your what's your
1: body weight? Two thirty, 230, two thirty two. So yeah, you're doing fifteen. You're doing a, a set of consecutive sets of fifteen reps in the dips with at two thirty. Yeah, that's great, buddy.
0: Now, now after your chest workout, are you doing those pretty wide as wide as you can? No. I
2: what I do now, I don't like any anything extreme. I'm no. not going extremely close or extremely wide. Yeah. What I do is I manipulate my body so I lean forward more than I would do for like a tricep day. So I uh-huh. get the chest more.
1: And you're and you're looking for the contraction.
2: Right. And I'm squeezing, I'm doing the all the feel.
1: All, yeah. It's about bodybuilding is all about contraction and feel. Yeah. And a lot of continuous tension. And yeah, let's speed it up at the end to get the burn, you know. And yeah. uh, and that's 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 what they do. But that's different than hardcore strength training. Right. So you know. So why not contrast the two?
2: Right. So have yeah. I think cycling that is great. And plus, you get bored doing it both of them. You mm-hmm. know, if you're going to in this for the long haul.
1: Yes, of course we are.
2: Then you know. You, first of all, you want to reduce the chance of injury by changing the movement patterns, right? And then you want to change up, you know, you want to have a strength. So if I just did this all the time, I wouldn't be weak, but I wouldn't be as strong as if I did those cycles of sixes. That, you know, that strength, that one rep strength, that pushing a truck kind of strength. You know what I mean? Yes,
1: torque. That's low end torque. Right. As the to high end horsepower.
0: Now, right? are you doing it's explosive? Close. You doing explosive on your sixes? As as explosive
2: as I can, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm trying to move it as fast as I can. Yeah,
0: like touch and go on the on the bench.
2: No, I never touch and go to. I'm really not. I do dumbbell benches, but flat bench. It would take me 37 hours to warm up, and my shoulders would fall off. And uh,
0: yeah, it's not easy. I mean, yeah, especially after you've been doing it for. I think
2: dumbbells are superior for development.
1: You know, I love dumbbells. Yeah. Now, listen, I want to steer the conversation back to the the minimalism because there's some subtle points that a lot of people are missing. I am getting a lot of uh, inquiries on this, and it seems that they are straddling one of two extremes. Either people are almost expressing incredulity, right? I mean, it almost seems impossible, (laughs) you know? Yeah, uh, You know, and I really don't have the time uh, to, you know, and they, I don't know, they want to talk to me about science and, you know, this and that. And it's like all, you know, all we have is the empirical results of the people that we work with that use it. And again, it was born, the genesis of this was born out of the fact that first power discovered that optimal strength gains in the squat, the bench press and the deadlift, The only thing they cared about came training those lifts once a week. You didn't deadlift four times a week. You didn't squat three times a week. You didn't bench press three times a week. You did each lift once a week. You put it in a periodized framework. Each week you were expected to improve on what you had done the previous week. Um, you would come into a, a classic 12-week periodized cycle, which would be three, four-week mini cycles tucked inside this macro cycle. First four weeks, you're kind of a running start. You're getting your techniques down. Your reps are higher. Everything's explosive, and you kind of manhandle everything. And, you know, and you really get your techniques grooved in, and you're, you get into the game, right? And the second four weeks is when the work starts. That's when you hit the fives. All of a sudden, the poundage goes up, the reps go down, and, you know, you're trying to be explosive, but you're just not as explosive because the weights are heavy. The right. final four weeks, you're into your triples, your doubles, your singles, and you're in new territory, right? You're into areas that you, as a human, have never been before. So you have to be very careful. You want to nurture it. Whatever you're doing is working, so you keep, right, don't. No. Touch those dials, and you know, in, in a perfect cycle, which elite athletes routinely have, you, you hit every poundage for all twelve weeks, and you hit your target poundage in the competition, and then uh, you take your rest. You go in a different direction, and you get ready for the worlds. And we did that twice a year. We would get ready for the nationals. It would take us twelve weeks. We take time off. We get ready for the worlds. And they were six months apart. So you were able to, you know, the timing was in sync, you know, and, and you would also sync up your nutrition with whatever your strength goal was. Right. You're either trying to get bigger and stronger. Well, time to heavy up the calories, right? Yeah. Or you're trying to get leaner and lighter because I want to get down to, uh, you know, time to make weight. Right. And I might be training at 255, but I want to lift in 42. Well, at some point, uh, we got to take it down. Right. So you, you sink your nutrition with your training. And I always added an element of cardio. I, I, you know, I saw guys that I knew that were super strong, but they couldn't walk up three flights of stairs.
2: Yeah. Well, your um, point was always yeah. when you get to the, to Europe and you're doing the IPF stuff. Your, your cardio better be decent because you don't have all that rest sitting around. Uh, it flies through.
1: Okay. Oh, it, it, um, to be, well, I would not use the old phrase, but it's wham, bam. You finished the phrase. Yeah. I mean, you, you, from the time you started your first squat to the time you were onto the deadlift list with, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah.
2: I remember you said you wrote that article in parallel USA about that was a big thing. Brad had to get used to. The speed of the competition you know
1: well well you know what uh, a lot of the Maryland guys didn't have to because of the way we trained the one day a week, if, if you if you deadlift on the same day you squat and this is what we found out in with our one day a week trainers yes uh, uh our one day a week training occurs on Sunday on Sunday you're deadlift at the end of the Sunday session is going to be down. We will demand that it be technically perfect, pristine, and that you pull with, you know, all your guts, everything you have on your top set and you're done. Yeah. Right. But it's just, it has to be a totality of effort. You can't, The main mistake that we see when people talk to us about when they try to do one one day a week training is they front load it. They start with squats and they might do, I don't know, three sets of five or five sets of five. Well, guess what? They just destroyed the deadlift at the end of the session. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, meaning. Well, I didn't think one set of five was enough. No, that's what we do. That's what you're limited to. You have one opportunity to hit your weight for that week. You don't get three opportunities or five opportunities or eights at the three or whatever. No. You're on the you're on the nickel, you step up. <clears throat> if last week you did whatever, four oh five for five in the deadlift, and you're supposed to do four fifteen for five this week, well right? That's re- what you're expected to do. But if 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 you beat yourself to death on the squats, you, you'll ruin it for the deadlifts in the same session. So there has to be that you're allowed one top set in the squat. Now, in the bench press, what we found is we actually allow that to open up a little bit. So it kind of broadens the rest gap between the squat and the deadlift, right? The start of the deadlift. So what we have the guys doing is they'll work up to a, a let's say if, they're, if we're working fives, they'll work up to a set of top set of five using the competition grip. Right. And maybe touch and go, but then we'll have them do a set of wide grips with maybe, I don't know, uh, 10% less. And, and then a third a set of, of uh, narrow grips, well, you know, not relatively narrow grips, like your your overhead press grip. Uh, and we're taking a little more time in the benching, but there's no conflict. Right. There's, no, there's nothing that you're doing that benching that's interfering with the deadlifts that are to come at the end yeah. of the session. In fact, by taking more time to bench, you, the squat In the deadlift, the way that we do them, use so many of the same muscles. You use the hips, the glutes. You use the upper thighs. You use the frontal abs. You use the erectors. You use the traps. You know, we use so many of the same muscles that if you can put a little more time in between, productive time. Um, You know, so when you hit the deadlift, and we only expect our guys to, you know, work up to whatever the top periodized set was. Again, we're not doing uh, multiple sets in the deadlift and we're not backing it up with Romanian deadlifts or, you know, chins or anything. If they have any gas left over after they've done that, if they they they've worked up to a, their top periodized set the squat the bench and the deadlift, if they have any gas left over, we want them to do overhead pressing, arms And if they still have any gas left over, power cleans. Now, most of the guys don't. They might make it through arms. They like to sit down and maybe do some bicep and tricep, but they're so blasted. By the time they get to the end of the session, everybody says, well, how is it that you're only doing, you know, one set? How are these guys? They're only doing one top set and squat the bench the deadlift. Why are they so exhausted? Well, because you're lifting in front of a bunch of other guys, and uh, you know when you're lifting a bunch of front of alpha males, you up your game, and everybody is at the edge of their capacities. Yeah. Well,
0: right? and that's the secret behind this kind of training. I mean, yes. people go, well, one one set, that's not enough. If you're going 102% effort, it absolutely <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. But that's right? the key to making this work. You have to remember that. It, I mean, you just got to bust ass and uh, it's make it.
1: Min, minimal volume, maximum intensity. Yeah. As opposed to moderate intensity, high volume.
0: You know, I think one of the most interesting aspects of this type of training is the simultaneous uh rest you get between the body and the central nervous system and oh, yeah. you know you just did a uh, an article called multi-dimensional training recovery and it's it's about uh charlie francis which was uh ben johnson you know uh, olympic competitor ben johnson the runner uh his track coach and he was a big believer in really re- making sure that the central not only the body was rested but the central nervous system was rested oh, yeah. simultaneously and if if either one was out of sync just like you say in the article he would he would be able to detect that by the by the the sound of the steps or whatever he was so in tune like that and he would say that's, that's it take take off yeah. take the day off you know go that's, rest
1: that's coaching yeah right Yeah, (laughs) Jimmy, it's like, um, why should we attempt to exceed 100% of capacity when we're 87% recovered? Oh, no question. Right. No question.
2: I used to call that dampening. So what I used to do is I'd have kids do the vertical jump, and I could tell... It, with measurement and also uh,
1: just oh, watching. I them. like that Critical jump, right? So if they're yeah. oh yeah they're I mean, on yeah. a normal yeah. day on a normal day they could do whatever thirty two, right? And, and today they, they would, did twenty seven. Yeah, and they'd be like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> like, well, <laughs> you're like, up, still, baby.
2: I'm sore, and then we had two hour practice yesterday, and I got three hours of sleep. And okay, we're gonna go a little lighter today. Don't worry uh, about. It. Let's go a little I have,
1: lighter. In a I couple- have I have a new girlfriend.
2: Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that. And stuff I'm not telling you,
1: Coach. Coach, I have a new girlfriend. <laughs> Dude,
2: they would never say that to me. I'd be, I'd be like, what? Hey, guys, come around. Listen to this.
1: Oh, man, what? Well, college boys have
0: girlfriends? I, that's shocking.
2: I'd be like, look, man, Smith has a new girlfriend, so we can't
0: squat today. <laughs> His central nervous system is shot. Uh, right.
1: Let's see. What's some of the other... The, uh, I think. I think also... Again, it's this is a, a valid arrow in the quiver. Don't let anyone tell you that it doesn't work because we have too many flesh and blood examples, not only of elite people. Uh, we're getting great gains with normal people. See, that's that's the part that excites me. We, uh, I used this method with Kenny Fantano at uh, the Muscle Factory back in 1989. Mm-hmm. They had a situation, Ken could not train himself when the gym was open. So on Sunday he shut the gym down. It was not open to the public. So he'd invite all these, you know, those hardcore buddies in and they'd have a, you know, like a lifting marathon and they would do squat bench, deadlift, uh, you know, other stuff, you know, arms, you know, and the thing would last like, it was like a four hour enduro. Right. But, with a gym of less than a hundred members, they turned out. I mean, Kenny squatted nine fifty three for a double, right? Wow. He yeah. benched he bench six thirty three for a double with no shirt, right? And, I mean, and then they had Gene Donay, the second guy at you at the USPF Nationals. And Gene squatted nine sixty four as a super heavy. I mean, you know, and bent six hundred raw. And then uh, the third killer that they had, Terminator Danny Dierco, he was an APF guy. At two seventy five, Danny was squatting I don't know nine and a quarter and benching six hundred raw. This is in a gym of less than hundred people, <laughs> and they're and they're. I mean, they're really and Danny. Uh, Danny was a, a, a he put in chain link fences. I mean, he, I mean, he had his own business, but his business was: you call him and you hire him, and he put in your chain link fence around your house. I mean, this is hard work He's all day. Oh yeah, I mean, he had a you know. So you know, he would you know classically, and this is what I learned from these guys: is all right, you know, we have no, and everybody else is like, man, we've got nothing during the week. I say all right, well, forget forget during the week. So everybody Friday night party hard. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, It must be the UPS guy. I'm in a locked room. I the rounds of the Baskerville. So, uh, so Friday night, those guys would all party hard, right? Saturday, they'd rest up. Maybe party a little bit Saturday night. And then Sunday, come in and just crack it. Mm. And they'd start with a squat. And the squats and the benches would always be incredible. They'd start running out of energy a little bit in the deadlifts. None of them are really deadlifters. You know, everybody was, uh, well, uh, most of them were over 700. A few of them lagged. Uh, but overall, these guys were so strong. And again, relegated to once-a-week training. So that's, and I was too. I was running, a, I was ramrodding a warehouse at the time. Man, I was losing my mind during the week. There was no way. So when I found out with these guys, I said, yeah, that sounds great for me. I thrived. I um not that it was any big deal. It really wasn't. But at the time, I was actually lifting in the ADFPA, the American Drug Free Power. I, I know that's
2: how I read your article.
1: I know. I was like, I don't know what was <clears> are <name. throat> Uh So I won the Connecticut State Championships in 89. I squatted 660 and benched at 363 was the kilo and deadlifted 883 at 220. Right. And then I went back to the IPF and the USPF and got serious. That's when I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I might have some lifting left in me. I was four, I was uh, 39 at the time. It's the baby. Well, I had broken my leg in 1983, yeah. and I had not. I had figured I was out of it, right? So I kind of got back. I got around those guys. I so said, you know what? I like. You know, I just. These guys were great. I mean yeah. Fantano and Danny and said, oh man, they were they were they were the best. But that planted the seed. Then, you know, later in life there were times when it was like I couldn't get to do it. I would always at least squat and bench, right, Jim? I mean you could always do squat and bench. They fit together like what a forced gum tape, like peas and carrots.
2: Yep. Right. And you keep your deadlift strong by keeping your squat strong.
1: Yes. Yes, if your squat's up, you're not going to lose your deadlift. I swear yeah. to God. If, if, again, if you do it our way. Um, but, yeah, and, uh, and I mean, if, if you're periodized and if you're synchronized with your body weight. Now, if, if your body weight goal is to go down, then your goal is actually to retain what you have in terms of strength, right? You don't want to degrade. It can't. You can't be expected realistically to increase in strength if you're reducing your body weight. Would you not agree, Jim? Yes, I do agree. Okay. So you kind of have to pick one direction or another. It's right. either like, you know, I'm going to get, it's off season, I'm going to get thicker and fuller and stronger and bigger. And then I'm going to shift gears and I'm going to get ripped and lean. You know, you kind of go in this pendulum thing back and forth. And yeah, over right. time. Each year you get bigger and then you refine that mass and then you get bigger yet. And you refi- and, right. and, and that's how a guy like Dorian Yates gets built or a guy like Kirk Kowalski gets built. They build that mass because they pounded in it like Vulcan for 20 years. You by, know the another- time you see them, by the time you see them, Kirk and Yates, who I consider very similar, each been pounding it 15 years before anybody really took notice of them.
2: Yeah. And that's that thickness that's here to stay to to You know you know, know
0: you know another angle to this that we don't really talk about is longevity. Now we're all yeah. going to get yeah. older uh, hopefully and you got to yeah. you got to figure <laughs> that you got to figure that your joints are are pre-programmed with like a certain amount of squats, a certain amount of chest presses. No, I don't agree. Don't don't you think? But if you're you're lifting three times or four times or whatever, that's a lot more wear and tear on your joints. That's a lot more grinding. A lot more grinding. And I'll tell you what, I think your joints and just everything will feel better too on one day a a week training.
1: I I had a... Fit and perky niece. Uh, this is many, many years ago, and she was a step aerobic instructor. Yeah, and she and she was into it. Remember that? Yep. And she was, and you know what? At the age of twenty nine, she wore out a hip joint. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: You, you know, it amazes me. I know so many people that are getting hip joint replacements, just regular hey. people, lawyers, and and all that. And I go, you know what? I've been squatting since I'm like. 15 and you know i so i guess it's just really genetics and
1: you know it's also if you were taught right if your techniques were right if you've used full range of motion if you use full range of motion correct techniques and also if you lose your ego um strength training will bulletproof you
0: right right now, how are, the, how are the regular folks like the lawyers that I know and all these guys yeah. that, that really don't? They've never powerlifted or bodybuilding. Yeah, you enough. know what they
2: did? They jogged on hard cement. Oh, God. You know, they jogged and they weren't and strong they, enough to. They, re- wore, they wore their parts out. and they had shitty, crappy genetics, and then yep. there they go. So yeah. they. I instead of not going agree. to the gym, they went to the trail, and that's what happens. We're not meant to do that long, slow bs man
1: we're just not meant to do it not is it on okay once surfaces. in a while not yeah. on hard surfaces no, not. Of course oh not. my god and repetitive motion injury and the same with these machines with these tight little grooves and they turn in little circles over
2: and over and over, over and over, over yeah, over.
1: yeah know, I, look at, I, I look at all the yeah you should know you're on the, yeah, on Jim. your uh what's your layback thing you're on uh, that's cables, man, cables. <laughs> no, nah, no, 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 your cardio your cardio device of choice.
2: Oh, he Recumb- likes a recumbent bike. Recumbent,
1: yeah. the recumbent, right.
2: Yeah, because my testicles don't go numb.
1: Oh, no, come <laughs> on, this is not man, a we're gonna, to say, see. Jim. I got Jim.
0: Tess- now I
1: got to edit that out. Come on, you are horrible. No wonder no one likes You edit
0: it. this one, Jim. You guys are too much work.
1: <laughs> now... My goal was is that think if they were able to hook up every mechanical aerobic device to like a power cord to generate electricity for poor people. What
2: the hell? Yes, and everybody's just doing aerobics for power. Yes,
1: we think wouldn't that be incredible? Power of the world. How you? Like uh, no, you habitat, know what? Habitat for Humanity fitness. The wattage no, you know, from a big squad. You know what's interesting? Power all. An
2: entire city. Wait a minute, JP's got to tell us about towels. Go ahead. Oh please. no, not
0: no. I'm done with uh, towels. I moved. I'm in a better a gym. gym. Did you find a gym? Did you oh, find a gym? Texas? Maybe. Oh yeah. No, look, I uh, I was talking about this last time. I so I moved, and uh, you know it's real. I, I work out at three thirty in the morning. I get to the gym at three thirty, so there's not a whole lot of gyms open at that time. So I looked around, I looked at the reviews and everything. So I see uh, a gym down the street that's, that's open 24 hours. How far? Uh, It's only like 10 minutes away. Okay, good. good, And it's a, it's a little, it's a a little bit more high end than I'm used to, but that's okay. Okay, Choices are limited, but the equipment, you know, great equipment and all that. You're you're high end. But you know what? It's funny. I get there. I'm the only one there. Yeah. And I have to ring a doorbell out front. <laughs> and then when you ring the doorbell, it stops all the music in the whole club. And it's a giant club. And everything goes off. And the guy comes down and lets me in. And I go in there. It's not a card access, huh? No, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a doorbell access. Wow. <laughs> Until like 4 a.m. or something, whatever it is. Yeah. But no, no, but it, it, he, Marty was talking about uh, cardio equipment. We sell cardio equipment that actually generates... Uh, it's human generated energy that pushes back that pushes back into the power grid and it's on they have an app for it and everything and you as a club owner can see how much power your members are pushing back into the grid and how much it's lowering your electricity bills it's pretty cool
1: can we push it back into our own houses
0: (sighs) Well, I would imagine if you had enough wire, enough to go to that far,
1: steel, steel would cut his electric bill by two hundred dollars.
0: I could see Steel out there at two a.m., <laughs> <laughs> all dark <laughs> clothes with a whole roll of wire about five miles worth. How
2: About all the shit that never... Hey, 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 hey! Stop, hey, stop, out, stop! Boy.
1: Listening okay. to Norwegian stop. Death Metal. Now look, let's get Denmark. back on guys <laughs> <laughs> James Fonda, go ahead. So JP. JP is the moderator. Get on it all
2: well, right. But any, can, can I just seriously, because I know, yeah. know JP. Does this squat? Does this place have a squat rack? Yeah, many. Oh, good. Okay, so okay.
0: No, I mean, no, I mean
2: Texas has some great gyms, man. Texas has some great. Gyms. Oh
1: my god, I love Texas. Yeah,
2: that was see when I used to write Marty when we first started getting to no, know. I was like. What's the deal with these power pockets? I remember there was that place in California. There was some strong guys. Yep. There was the Young Brothers, uh, you know, in Texas, right? Wasn't it the Young Brothers? Yeah. There was Doyle in Oregon. There was M- the Maryland
1: guys. M- Minnesota.
2: Long Island guys. Minnesota. The what? Right. Minnesota. Minnesota.
0: With Jerry
2: Jones
1: and Don Reinhardt. And then Brad has kept that going with his champions. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have a strong tradition. Uh, you know, almost every region, the guys in New Orleans, they had a strong lifting uh presence in in, in New Orleans. I mean all over, all over Texas, Cleveland.
0: Pennsylvania,
1: Cleveland, oh yeah, to all over Ohio. Ohio's probably the power state.
0: Well, uh, I didn't get into one of those places and they're probably not open at three thirty AM. Uh <laughs> But that's the kind of place I like, and I've said it before. I like the owner-operator type gyms, you know, the smaller ones that where, um, you know, the owner is there and maybe a bodybuilder yep. or a power powerlifter himself uses the equipment, is tuned in to what his equipment uh, is is because i've had equipment fall apart on me you know i, I told you guys i was using oh, that how, would
1: you, how would you rate your facility on a one to ten scale i mean you've been around the block i mean you you're a, a equipment expert the,
0: the one i'm at now yeah
1: <laughs> eight, eight
0: seven, well five. okay all right the club as a whole for what they're doing i'd say is is pretty far up there you know probably a nine or, or something Ooh, nice. now for for what i would truly like i'd say it's probably about a seven um you know i was just in there this morning and i jim i was thinking about you because you and i like uh hammer strength equipment so i was in there i like
1: that. i like that stuff too
0: and you know they've got the life fitness and and everything the Cybex, which are you know kind of the same company now but uh they don't have any plate loaded hammer and i love that stuff. surprising surprising
1: well, yeah. they don't know. Any, they don't know any better. Yeah. So, they so for my, my needs
0: personally, I'd say it's about a, a seven. Do they have
1: uh, free weight barbell and barbells and dumbbells.
0: They honestly, they have probably about fifteen half racks. Wow. I mean, they've got them all the way around. Yeah, it's real nice, and uh, they've got a oh. ton of benches.
1: Oh, okay, you're done. You're set.
0: But. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like to do the machine sometimes too. And I love that ham. I like the plate loaded, yep. uh, independent, independently yep. moving stuff. You know, I, yeah, I like that. Too.
2: And you happen to sell some of that stuff. Not I do. Hammer, but the, the stuff that moves on its own, you know, like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now,
0: yeah. yeah. Most uh, of the stuff you see in the that, gym from the flooring up, we, we sell. We sell a lot to the government. Well, is that Art
1: Jones's kid? He
2: used to design for hammer.
1: Well, I thought he created it.
2: He probably did because I had at Penn, I had a leg extension that he that he designed it had his name on it. Mm-hmm. It would, dude, your thighs, the angle, your first rep, they're screaming. It was the most amazing. I would oh, get fired up
1: just, it just to do a set would be like a a nineteen sixty two Ferrari GTO. <laughs> Of of exercise equipment, yeah, I would love love to have tried more.
0: And it's funny, I
1: like like this stuff,
0: and it's funny. And I've said it here before because I'm in the equipment business you know, a lot of this stuff you have engineers working on, and everything looks good on paper and it looks like a sound design and all that. But they don't, some of these companies, they don't have. The people there that actually know how to use the stuff and actually you know take everything into to uh consideration the range of motion all this other stuff i see so much crap out there and get on stuff and go you know what in fact i was on a i'm not going to say the brand but it's a very very popular brand and i was going to do the plate loaded back machine it was the the low row and and the bench press and I was like, these hand, these handle angles are just killing my wrist. And it's so stupid the way they put that together. And it's like, it's so unnatural. It was just wrecking my wrist. should have like, gone and what? got some dumbbells. Yeah, you're exactly right. right. Barbells. You, don't, you don't
1: need that stuff, man. That's but, seductive. That's a I, right, That was a chapter in the purposeful
0: perimeter. But you know the, what? It's seductive, another
1: the seductive siren song of
0: machines. It's another arrow in the quiver, like we always talk.
1: Jimmy's about. also been seduced. Look at him. He's not. You just said how much you
2: like. Hammer You're machines. not speaking up, that gear You just said how much you like hammer machines.
0: Uh,
1: I would, you know, if I had access to them, I would use them. There but as are. as dessert. I know. I know. After the meat and potatoes. If you don't do the meat and potatoes, you don't get no dessert. And if after eating the meat and potatoes you're full. No dessert.
0: Hey Marty, we pu- you remember the time we published uh your home gym picture on I think we put <laughs> it on Facebook. I go, it's
1: my cold God. There, boy.
0: No, I go, My God, that looks like something out of the Munsters. So I found a picture of Herman Munster and put him leaning up against your squat rack. I mean it was a uh, perfect fit.
1: You should have put a Picture of Putin.
0: The, there is a really. If anybody wants to see <laughs> Putin.
2: in the snow, in the snow if, with no shirt <laughs> riding a horse, if there, anybody wants
0: that to, that see, with have you ever read
2: that field of interview with Putin? Read that. Read that Fieldstone well, interview
0: with Putin. Well, was... first go to YouTube. First go to YouTube and type in uh, Marty Gallagher squat, and you'll see the old man. Squatting. What were you squatting like? Two oh God! I, I, you know, don't I, you know? Two something that. for like fifteen now, you reps.
1: Stacey put that out there. It was like, God, what did you do that? Pristine I like, form.
0: Oh, I didn't think. That. I didn't but, like that. But ball. but if she you want to see the bed Munster bed. gym, there That's it good. is. You know, it's glory. It's um, it's just like lifting outside.
1: I like the idea of lifting outside, but I you know if it's raining or snowing. So I have this gym. We just leave the doors open. It's essentially outside, you know, and you just walk in. We've well, got our kids, everything you need. We've had world champions training there, you know?
0: Oh, you've had uh, a lot everything of guys
1: you, there. everything you need to make gains is there. And that's where I kind of yeah. purposefully limit myself to, because that's kind of forces your imagination. I don't have a lot of, choices
0: no i mean you've got the basics a rack a bar a bench uh what else do you have uh,
1: dumbbells a lot of dumbbells i like dumbbells
0: but you had the old ones with like the round cannonball heads right oh, from like 1825 i don't know man <laughs> all right listen you're, know, you guys literally. are getting way off topic yeah, you are,
1: this you're thing the moderator yeah,
0: you're the moderator um all right, so I, th- I think we're kind of done on that. Um, but there's an article that's coming up. We're going to put it out next Monday. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening in like 2022, uh, it was Monday back in 2020, March, whatever it was. So um, it's called The Subtleties of Once-A-Week Resistance Training. So it kind of recaps a bunch of this stuff that we're talking about. It talks about Dave Jacoby and how you know he made once a week training work for him and how successful he was in the world of powerlifting and all that so again i think the uh the takeaway here is look this is a great way to make gains but it's not the end all be all it's a, it's a tool you try it out marty's training guys a group of guys regular guys that have been making um uh, you know, progressive gains on this for, for years, literally. And, and he enters them in, in powerlifting meets and you know what, they do very, very well.
1: But everybody bigger and stronger, Jim, all the, all the guys are okay with pushing their body weight up as long as it's lean. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's what we've done. Like guys that started with me, they'll say, well, you've got guys that make continual progress for five years. How's that possible? Well, when they started with me, they were 177, and now they're 208. Eat your way past sticking points. Ah, uh, but they look better. They look leaner. They're more athletic because right. I'm telling them. I said, "You, you got to get some cardio in, man. You can't just be like a slug." Yeah.
2: Well, weights are the only way to transform your body <laughs> you, like
0: that. You know. I mean, you know the other interesting thing, and this is kind of a, a weird reason to do once a week training, but. Every, the whole world is freaking out about coronavirus right now, and if if yeah, you're I know. if you're, if you're saying, hey, I'm not going to the gym at all, well, if you, I guess right now this would be another good reason to go. You know what? I'm going to go and bust it out for a day, and get done, and then use the heck out of Purell when you get home. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that going too far? Yeah, That's, but- We'll beat that part out, but I was thinking. Yeah, you. No, you don't. No more thinking. No, I was just All thinking right. oh, about wait. that today. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Oh, oh, oh. No. All right. I I go, off on go, go off on that tangent.
2: You know no, what? I'm Just saying no, because no, everybody's freaking out.
0: About
1: we don't need that. Come on. Okay. Seriously, forge ahead.
0: <laughs> Stay on topic. I get off on that. All right. That was on topic.
2: We got um, restaurant reviews.
0: All right, Um, these guys want to do, like, restaurant reviews now. All of a sudden, we're like... uh, You know
1: why? They love You know why? Because we ate at good restaurants.
2: And people come up and go, oh, man, do more reviews of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's right. We have stuff stuff to review. Now that you have made the move from California to Texas, you too will have interesting culinary adventures to relate. Well, to your your fans, fans.
2: the country, JP. Are you close to some country? I'm like out in the country, man. Just wait till you guys get here.
1: He's in barbecue heaven.
2: Wait, wait. Can you shoot guns on your property?
0: No, not that much in the country, but I've got, you know, I've got a lot of farms around here. It's nice. I heard a rumor that you had a swimming pool. Yes. You did? You guys aren't getting in it. (laughs) There'll be a ring around it when you guys get out. My God. There'd be a ring around it. it. Okay. Uh, so we'll, listen, we we'll will come,
1: we'll come over when you're not there. Be <laughs> You
2: don't you don't you know man, where to take. I'd invite it in, in, and we got in, like five of
1: us. And i will and never gonna invite some of our friends. I think I got more friends in Dallas than you do. And my no. dog. And we'll have everybody.
0: You walk. can come over, but you're gonna be picked up by a driver and blindfolded. <laughs> i don't want you good, i don't want you ending up at my door unannounced begging for barbecue you all got some ribs in there
1: um yeah all right Let's well because i'm going to talk about that
0: all right so i'm i'm trying to check out all these barbecue places and with um i love barbecue just like oh, you i mean black, yeah. Oh, you know,
1: uh, it's the highest title of that. Yeah, I'm with you.
2: So, you Marty, get ready because he's going to be, going to be judging everything about the place.
0: So you know, oh. I love a, I love a good uh, brisket sandwich. Uh, you know, either chopped or sliced. Marty likes sliced. I, I kind of like it chopped. Uh, but I went down to this place. I believe it's in uh, Argyle.
1: That's all wrong. You don't get chopped. You never get chopped brisket. You get Go straight. ahead, JP.
0: It's Go an ahead. arrow. It's an arrow in the quiver, Marty, when you're eating. Okay? <laughs> oh, I love it. Arrow in the quiver. Okay? Culinary so quiver. It's, it's not all the time. It's just once in a while. So this place I went to was called uh, 407 Barbecue and I think it's in Argyle, but I went over there.
1: Did they have and, a smoke? Did they have a smokestack with
0: like hickory wood smell coming out? Yeah, God, I think I'm they- yeah, I think okay. they had that out back, but I, I get in. But I mean,
1: there, you get the smell as you were walking oh, in. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, that's that I and mean, it was And listen that to this. To me gets
1: me salivating. like, jizga get out like of this. A car it's listen.
0: Like- it's right next to a gun club. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's America. That's, that's America. America. That's, that's America. America. So so I went in there, I got some um I Now, got what,
1: some br- what was the Ambiance was it like a, a shack? Was it like a, a diner? Was it like a regular restaurant? Was it like upscale? What, how would you classify it?
0: It was it was real nice and clean. It was uh, it was Texas style, but it was like you go in and I can't remember if they were like some of these it like places have diner,
1: like a diner, a extended diner kind of place.
0: No, it wasn't kind of a. It you was... can
1: tell JP he's not a writer.
2: JP, when you pulled up. You you looked at the outside and you said,
0: "Hey, hey!" I was so hungry. I wasn't there looking outside, going, "Let's see, how, what's the construction of this place? How? Oh, isn't it pretty?" I I was starving, so I, I smell this beautiful barbecue. I start going in towards the place. There's, it's nice; yeah. you can sit outside, picnic tables and stuff. You go in. Did
1: you and, push anybody out of the way? <laughs> all right,
0: no, yeah." <laughs> man go baby go you're on it i want to hear about the food so no well let me just tell you what i got i got uh yeah i got chopped brisket and i took i i said give me a pound of that because what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna split that in half i'm gonna have half of that for dinner and i got some green beans and had ham in it it was uh it was was in this uh salty broth it was so good uh my uh, wife got this mac the and cheese were of,
1: like with the beans limp or I, you know
0: what i didn't get beans that time but my wife wanted some mac and cheese and they got some uh, really uh, good mac yeah. and cheese in this state uh and then i got a pound of uh pulled pulled, pulled pork yeah i mm. love the love the pulled pork um yeah, their, their sauce. The sauce is good. It's a it's a sweet type of barbecue sauce. I think they make it themselves. They give it to me in a, one of those little uh travel cups with the well, lid I don't care on it. What
1: did about the travel cup? What did the sauce taste like?
0: No, it was very good. It was it was a sweet kind was of a sauce. Sweet? Yeah, is I didn't it recognize it it was sweet. Now the food itself was kind did of spicy. Of oh, okay. So like the, uh, the rub? Yeah, the rub had a little bit of kick to it, which was good. Did you have any ribs? I didn't. I didn't have time to get you ribs. Yet. Like ribs okay? yeah. You may not like ribs.
2: you may not like
0: ribs. No, I love ribs. I'll get that you, next time. Okay, you
1: get some sliced brisket from the fatty end. Okay. Yeah. And and a rack of ribs. Dude, why ever die with
2: all the good foods? I mean, God, Almighty. That sounds Start great. About I'm this, I just want to drop everything and drive
1: drug- to Texas. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you want to drive to Maryland.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna make you want to drive to Maryland too, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, you go first.
2: All right. Well, every time we go hunting, uh, or dog training, or fishing, uh, where
1: is that? What? Where is
2: that? I'm getting ready to tell you morning. I know how to spin the story. <laughs> it's in Rising Sun, Maryland. Rising Sun, Maryland, which is. It's in Cecil County, which is sort of the beginning of the Eastern Shore, and it is an hour and 15 minutes south of where I live in, New, God forsaken, New Jersey.
1: That's and not, that's, uh, not, that's not very long.
2: No, it's not. Oh, and at 3.30 in the morning when I go hunting, it takes oh. 45 minutes. I stop at Highs, yeah. get two cans of Copenhagen, get an ice cream sandwich, and a monster. And we're ready to go, man. Uh, anyway, so after we go hunting, the tradition is we always go to this local bar that they actually the pagan... Uh, motorcycle gang actually firebombed one place some, at one time. Oh. Uh, it's called Bucks. Seems and like it, the it type of
0: place you'd hang at. That's, That's a wonderful good. qualification. It.
2: Uh, well, they were started in PG County, by the way. Anyway, so um, it's got a nice restaurant part of it, and then it's got like the local bar part of it, which
1: I've Now, done. are you like overlooking the water? Are you overlooking the no,
2: bay or anything? Know. No. You're, I mean, you're not far from. From the water, you're always close, so it's Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. 15 minutes to the Susquehanna River, um, which is a tributary of the Chesapeake. And so you go in there, and on the on the wall, you don't really get the menu. On the wall, they have the specials. It'd be a rockfish sandwich. Oh, rockfish sandwich. uh, Which is caught right down the road, man. I mean, it's so fresh.
0: You know, see, you guys take way too long to tell a story. You haven't even got to the damn food yet. I just said rockfish and then
1: JP JP, you, you really need to just back off a little bit because this is an important part
0: right hey, here. Hey, listen. Yeah. Yeah, All kidding aside, I I'm I'm pressed for time. I gotta uh, go oh, to an appointment. Okay. So All right. <laughs> I mean, damn. All right, well two more minutes
2: anyway. Um it's got good food. Uh, they got another you know the waitress has a gun behind the counter, it's good, you know. Talk fast. Um, no, we them. have cream of crab soup. Cream of cramps. The best time. See, I went in there one night with my buddy Steve. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We've been dog training all day and doing, you know, chasing chickens around and shit. and Stuff and stuff. And I said to the bartender, I never met her before. KD was her name. She's still there. She's great. I was like, I want the coldest Budweiser you have. And it was the coldest Budweiser I'd ever had. And so I don't think Steve had ever really been around me at that time. My buddy, when I had, you know, started drinking a little fast, because beers are very small. So I probably had, you know, six or seven really fast. And then uh, after I asked KD, who's I don't know how old she is. She's in her late 40s to go home with me. <laughs> and she wouldn't. Then Steve was like, oh, okay, this is how we do Jim, it. Jim, I'm
0: going to have to cut all this out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just meant to watch a movie. Right. Go ahead, Marty. Do your secret thing.
0: No, well,
1: no. Let's save mine. Crab soup. I don't. Grab soup. Let's, uh, JP, get mom let's, let's save mine for later. What a yeah. story. Go ahead and let's just sign off now. You'll pick mine up later.
2: Cream of Crab. Get the good cream All of right. Crab box.
1: Cecil County
2: Merrill. Cecil County. Look it up. Stop by, get All cream of right. Crab. Everybody will look at you when you walk in. You know, <laughs> just, you know, if you play some Merle Haggard in the jukebox, everybody will be like, ah, he's one of us, man. Oh, and then the guy, the Vietnam vet at the keynote thing, he's cool. And then you got the guy who's going to offer you some deer jerky. Go ahead and take it. It's from the flea market <laughs> down the street.
1: Perfect. Okay, JB, sign us off.
0: Yeah, I Marty, I would let you go, but you'd be like you'll be back on Ken Fantano in like fifteen seconds and Kurt Krawowski and everybody else. So oh, okay. let's talk about yours next time. Yeah, that's what I've just All right. said. All right. Check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Also pick up one of Marty's books, Purposeful, Primitive, and Strong Medicine at Iron Company. Uh, you can also visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. You can, uh, you know, let us help you build your brand with private, private labeling and laser engraving uh, for free weights, gym flooring, and more. And, you know, a lot of people are, are putting in garage gyms and little studios. Uh, we do a lot of work with uh, We're getting a lot of calls from high schools lately uh for custom equipment and everybody wants to private label everything people you know at, at home for the garage gyms for studios and everything so we do all that we do a really good job at it good pricing and we'll work with you on all your custom stuff and then uh new gym steel articles look at that coming right up uh What's i think next
1: we'll put
2: it on What's
0: next week? Hmm different diets I've
2: been on and which ones I recommend. and uh, uh, you know,
0: on. Yeah. You know what? I think this is one of your, uh, best articles. It's it's lengthy, but you go through like the anabolic diet, the, uh, the sulky diet, the, uh, uh all all, yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. So I thought that it was very yeah. interesting. So that'll real, be a real night. world. Yeah. real world stuff and jim's been doing this since you know like the 60s or something you know he's oh, out and,
1: there and, a... and getting current results where he currently is whittling down to what what body fat five six i nine. don't know we'll see what happens yeah, last, yeah. probably seven something like five.
0: yeah yeah very good. Yeah. yeah but check that out that'll be coming out uh this week but in the meantime you can go to bassbarbell.com and check out all his training motivations programs. See where he's uh, get pictures of his duck blind, uh, <laughs> all the girls he's trying to pick up in bars. Oh. Uh, you know, all that stuff. So uh, it's Jim's a Jim's a big giant book, a five foot six book. Oh, five <laughs> foot yes, not five six. Oh my god! All <laughs> right. <laughs> That's
2: hard. All right. Yeah, JP's right. got some attitude now. You guys That's are out of control. We we'll we'll better sign off, We'll give him a little leeway for a while. Right. well I
1: want to get invited down to the swimming pool. Yeah,
2: let me acclimate a little bit. All right, do your thing, man. Whatever you're busy, go ahead.
0: All right, guys, I appreciate it. Right. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you. All
2: right, bye.